This is the family second program. What's up, everybody? We want to thank everybody for listening to the family second program. I'm your host, Philip Shelley. Uh, we want to welcome everybody. If it's your first time to listen, thank you for coming on board and listening. Whatever day of the week you're listening to this podcast. If you've been listening, you've heard me before, thank you for coming back. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we're going to get in today, diving in headfirst to the Word of God. And i tell you what, today uh, I'm talking about a very sensitive subject. I'm talking to all the women today. And my title today is The Desire of a Woman. That's right. Right, the desire of a woman. Now, you're probably thinking, you know, uh, you don't know anything about my desires. Well, I tell you what, all right, just sit back, relax, okay? Everything that I say and everything that I have written down uh, to give to you is from the Word of God, is what I've learned and what I've uh, read and what I've uh, heard from the Word of God. So just take it back. You know, I don't want you to pop your neck out of joint or anything because, you know, you know, I just want to tell men right now, when you, you know, say something and you see uh, your woman or a woman uh, kind of pop that neck out, you know, it's like a cartoon. Uh, I don't know how they do that, but you, uh, run. That's all, that's all I'm going to tell you. Just just run away, you know, because you don't want to see the looks on their face because that... Ooh, that's the next step right there. You just turn, just run, just run. Right, okay. Anyway, anyway, uh, but everything they have today is from the Word of God, and we're going to be coming from Genesis 3. So if you want to look at that and read along with me. We've been talking about the greatness of a man, the beginning of the family, and why God created family. And now we're here talking about the woman, talking about what the woman's purpose is and what her desire is. Uh, is you know when sin entered the world, Satan had struck at the core of God's design. He has struck at the core of what uh, God designed us to have and what God designed us to do. And tragedy set in. And uh, you know, as I think about tragedy, I think about these next, last few weeks. Um, if you've been listening, I, I took off last week. I've had a, a had no surgery uh, two weeks ago, and thank you all those that have been praying for me and uh, just have been resting from that, recovering from that, still recovering from it. Uh, but in those two weeks, there's been some tragedies that have happened around our family and and, and around uh, where we live here. A, a very awesome couple that we know that we used to go to church with. They lost their 21 year old son, and uh, I just can't imagine what a mom. Uh, can be going through uh, during this, and, I, and, and just imagining that you know at, at 21 losing uh, his life um, so young. It is a tragedy. That is a tragedy. That the world uh, in this world that we face uh, because of sin, because sin has entered the world, because Satan has struck at the core of what God created in the tragedies. You know, uh, this last week uh, I got a text message from my mom saying my dad had had a minor heart attack and. And uh, just, uh, you know, that, dealing with that, uh, you know, trying to rest from my surgery and then dealing with that, uh, just the stresses of life can get overwhelming. Uh, and the things that happen, and we ask why, why, God, why could you take a 21-year-old life? Why, how could you do this? How could you take someone that I love from this, from this earth, from this world? And we could ask that until we're blue in the face. Uh, God, God is the answer to all of our problems. God is the answer. If we're, if we're seeking him first, God will give us all that we need and, and all that we desire in this life. And, and that's why we call it family second, 
we, we call it that because I believe that if we're putting God first, we're actually putting our family first. So it's kind of a play on words there. So we, so just to, just, just to, we're praying for you. We want to lift you up and we want to encourage you through this podcast that through God, all things are possible. And your family can survive. Your family can make it and can do more than that. Uh, we don't want you to be a mediocre family. We want you to be, to, to rise up above a mediocrity and become the greatest thing God has created in this world to show him, show the world who God is. That You are a reflection. Your family is a reflection of who God is. So if you're going through tragedy uh, this week or this month or even today that you're listening to this, I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. I'm lifting you up. And we want you to know that there are people that love you, that want to encourage you, that want your family to become the greatest thing God has created. Well, as we get into the word today, I want to be reading from Genesis 3, starting in verse 14, all the way through 16. So if you want to follow along with me, you can. If you're in your car, don't worry about looking at the Bible. Look at the road, please. All right. Uh, but if you are listening, read along with me in verse 14 of chapter 3 of Genesis. It says, Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed. More than all animals, domestic and wild, you will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Now, just to go over uh, where this come from, uh, God was looking for the man and the woman. And, you know, where, where, you know, he was out there saying, where you be? All right. Where are you? Okay. And, and, uh, and, you know, God found him and Adam and he was asking who told you you were naked and and uh you know the man you know was silent and then he started to blame the woman <laughs> wow all right so the woman then you know turned around blamed the serpent and so that's what God said to the serpent and then he said to the woman in verse 15 in verse uh, 16 uh, he says this in verse 16, and this is our main verse we're going to look at today. It says, then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Let me read the, that last sentence. It says, and you will desire to control your husband and he will rule over you. Now, there's a few verses that I want to go over that correlate with the verse that the verses I just read to you. The first one comes from 1 Corinthians eleven three. It says, the head of every man is Christ, and the head of a woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. Let me get something straight here. Christ did his job already, okay? And while he was here on earth, um, God was in control of him. Uh, Christ put God first. Now, as a man, it's our job uh, to put God, uh, uh, to put Christ first as the head and obey him and what he says. So the woman can come under us, not necessarily under us, which we're going to get into in just a second. So we are the head of the woman, as 1 Corinthians eleven three says. Then Ephesians 5, 22 says, for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Now, if you've forgotten what Ephesians 5.21, but the first before 22 says, says, and further submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So if we're not submitting to each other, guess what? 
the next verses don't 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 even work. So uh, so we have to remember that as we go further in encouraging our families and uplifting our families. And then there's another one more verse. First Timothy two fifteen says, "But women will be saved through childbearing, assuming they continue to live in faith." Love, holiness, and modesty. Now, I don't know if uh, back then assuming uh, means what it does today, if you know what I mean, okay? Uh, but uh, as Paul was writing, um, I studied this, and you know, those groups that weren't Christian really didn't live uh, a life like this as, you know, the, uh, the uh, Christ, the man, the woman, and children uh, in that line. So that's why Paul was writing, it says, assuming they continue to live in faith, love, holiness, and modesty. So those are the three verses uh, that we have there today. And learning that and studying that, I want to go through three desires of a woman. There are three desires that women have that, that I've learned and studied from the Bible that I want to go through right now. Number one, if you want to write them down, write them down. Uh, have them in your notes. It says, number one, a genuine desire for her creator God. That's number one right there, a, a desire of a woman. Number two, desire of a woman is a desire for her husband. Desire for her husband. And then number three, uh, a desire to control her husband. Just like we read there in verse 16 of chapter 3 of Genesis, it says, And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So a desire of a woman is a desire to control her husband. Now, number one, a desire, a genuine desire for her creator God. Uh, number two, a desire for her husband. And then number three, a desire to control her husband. But as we see in the word that uh, in Genesis 3.16 is really the Achilles heel uh, of women and her greatest stumbling block, her greatest stumbling block and the root of most dysfunctional behavior women have in relationships with men. I don't know if you remember a few episodes back, I, uh, I read a story of a woman that drowned her, uh, tried to drown her four kids and her in the Hudson River. And it was really from the dysfunction of some of the, re some of the relationships she had uh, with men in her life that really drove her uh, to doing uh, such things as killing herself and trying to kill her children, not wanting to live in a world uh, of brokenness. And uh, so this is really, you know, a stumbling block, greatest stumbling block and the root of most dysfunctional behavior women have in relationships with men. Now, fallen, can you imagine this? Uh, uh, after everything you desire is there, and then messing that up and, and God telling you, you're going to have some pain, woman, all right, uh, through childbearing. You're going to have some pain and, and the, the man is going to be over you, okay, rule over you. And leaning to her own understanding, Eve's desire. Now, what does desire mean? It means a stretching out after, a longing. It was for her husband. Those words that we read in, in verse 16, will desire to control. According uh, to the word, this statement could also be, you will have desire for your husband. Not necessarily the husband controlling her or, or she controlling the husband, but have a genuine desire for her husband. Now, taken this way, the statement is not about God commanding woman to be under her husband, 
Okay, I'd rather, you know, my wife be beside me, not under me and controlling her. And men, we got to realize that, that uh, it's not an issue of them being under us and controlling them. But God is actually warning her against a tendency to make a relationship with her husband, her primary reference point, ra- rather than making her relationship with God her primary reference point. We had to remember that as we speak and, and, and love on our wives and wives as we, as Christians, desire our husband to do better, to do a better job and, and to step up. And sometimes we desire to, con- to control the situation. We have to remember who is first in our lives and who do we have a dependency on and who is our primary reference point because God was actually warning in these verses against that tendency to make the relationship with her husband the primary reference point rather than her relationship with God the primary reference point now as a result the man might either either inadvertently or or intentionally because there are manipulators out there and men that want to control uh, women and there are men that are just you know dumb and don't know what they're doing and what they're saying and what's coming out of their mouth sometimes. Uh, th- there are men that might rule her emotionally. And that's where the dysfunction comes in and the, re- the relationships with men. And in that case, her value, her significance, and her security would then hinge or, or be based or, or depend on the man's response to her. And we have to remember that as women. Uh, we have to remember that your dependency is on God. It's not on a man. It's not on men. But your dependency is on God and everything. And we, I know as women, uh, we, they, they, we seek the things of, of, of this world and, and what people think of us and what people might say of us. And, and we have those insecurities that come with life. But we have to remember that God is the ultimate you know, too easily she might look to him for her life. When God wanted her deepest longing to be based on him, to depend on him, to hinge on him. And you know what? This this affects her effectiveness. Because women, as mothers, uh, you affect you your kids and everything you do and everything you say. And, and they are watching you. And, and as single ladies out there, all oh, the single ladies, all oh, the single Yes, you, how your effectiveness is being affected through this. So remember that your God should be your reference point. Now in marriage, all right, within marriage, this guideline, I'm talking to men now. This guideline to assure the woman's adequacy and worth will not and should not lead to independence or rebellion. Rather, listen up, guys, listen up. It opens the way to the fullest joy of her voluntary submission. Her voluntary submission. We all have a choice. We have a choice to submit. We have a choice to not say the word we want to say. <laughs> Sometimes we have that choice. And, and this is what I'm saying. If the men are doing what they should do, because God already did what he, he had to do. So it's up to us, man. Uh, if you're doing what you're doing, all right, that you should do under God, that guess what? The women will look at that and just melt. They will. They will just melt. When we are doing what we should be doing together, God will bring us to our fullest joy. Can someone say joy? Joy. Come on, someone say joy. Joy. 
That's right. Okay. <laughs> I know. He wants to bring you to your fullest joy today. You know, and it opens the way to the fullest joy in her voluntary submission and the freedom of the true relationship God intended for husband and for the wife. So remember that today as you go. I hope you, you know, uh, got something out of this uh, today as I equipped you. And now real quickly as we move on, I want to, uh, you know, I skipped a week so I have a lot to say. Uh, but um, we talked about the wives today. Next week I'll be talking about the children. So hopefully you'll get into that. But right now as we get into our encounter part, you know, one of the desires I have for this ministry is to give you an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus was caught up into the heavens, Jesus said he will send a comforter for us. And that comforter is the Holy Spirit, and he gives us power. The Bible says in Acts 1.8, and we shall receive power through the Holy Spirit, and we will be his witnesses. That's right, witnesses everywhere. Okay? So as we do these encounters, I want to encourage you to just open your hearts Open your minds, uh, open to the things of God and what God has for you. But I want to read real quick to you uh, something I wrote last year as I was dreaming about this ministry uh, and as I was praying for my family. Because uh, we, I, you know, I just want more for my family. I know you want more for your family. And I wrote this uh, on October 14th, 2015 in my journal. And I encourage you uh, men and women to get a journal and journal the things that, you know, might happen that day or whatever God speaks to you. Um, it's very important that you do that. But I wrote this. It says, uh, I read Ephesians 4 through 6 today. And I said, Lord, I pray you help me lead a life worthy of your calling. It says, I learned worthy means of sufficient weight, which is a quality issuing from acknowledging what Christ has poured into us rather than whatever worth is felt or unfelt in oneself. You know, feelings change all the time. Oh, I feel like this. I feel like that. But, but uh, the, uh, worthy is a sufficient weight, which is a quality issuing from acknowledging what Christ has poured into me. Now don't, and I wrote this, I said, don't let the world steal what Christ has poured into me. I am worthy only by what Christ has poured into me, not what I've poured into myself. I said, help me seek you more. Help me be humble and gentle and patient. The gifts you've given me are grace. Now I wrote this, I said, uh, in the Greek, uh, grace is gift. It says, help me use the graces you've given me to serve the people you've called me to. to. Help my, I said, help my thoughts. Let me remain in your light always, because the light within me produces only what is good and right and true. And then I wrote this down. It says, Ephesians 5, 21 through 6, 18 teaches me many family dynamics. <laughs> a year, a year ago, I wrote that. And I need to use for family second. It says, Lord, help me lead my family as I am called to lay down my life for my wife. That's right. And I wrote this, I am to sacrifice my own interest in order to enhance hers. Help me in my role to nourish and to cherish. Help me do these things so I can bring the other to our full potential. Let us as a family put on the full armor of God every day. Help me do battle in prayer every day in Jesus' name.
I wrote that in my journal on October 14, 2015. And as it comes into fruition in 2016, there might be some desires that you have, women or men out there, that hasn't come into fruition yet. But God has laid it on your heart to go do. Uh, it might be for your family. It might be for uh, another family. It might be for uh, uh, something uh, of significance in your life, of uh, your influence. And I challenge you right now as we go into prayer that you, as a Christ follower, just do it. <laughs> just do it. I had to finally say, just do it. Just get a mic. Just uh, study. Write down what you're going to say and say it. And that's what I did. And God is blessing me through that. And I hope he's blessing you through it too. So as we pray today, I just pray in the name of Jesus right now. God, I just pray for those that are out there uh, that are seeking you and, and have desires in their heart. And you said in your word in Psalms that if we if we uh, delight in you, you would give us the desires of our hearts. So Lord, I just pray that upon each family that's listening, each man, each woman, each child. Lord, whoever is listening today, God, that you give them the desires of their heart and everything they want in you as they as they seek you and as they put you first in their life, God. I just pray that you make their family great through what they're doing and what they're learning through your word and what they hear through this podcast uh, today and from now on. So, Lord, I just pray uh, as uh, your people uh, who are called in your name to seek you first. I just pray a supernatural blessing as the Holy Spirit just engulf the lives of each family member, each father, each son, each daughter, each wife, each mother. Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that you bless each family uh, through this. And God, that you lift them up and you give them the desires of their heart today. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right. We want to thank you for listening today. Uh, as I said before, there's three things I want to do. I want to equip you, which I hopefully I did through the word of God, uh, the desire of a woman. And then I wanted to give you an encounter as I prayed. I hope you prayed with me. I hope you wrote down some notes and some things that you can go back and study. And uh, I challenge you to get a journal and write some of those things down that God speaks to you so you can speak them into your family. And into their lives. So I want you to activate that today. Activate that faith today, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day uh, through what you've learned. Husbands, here's what I want you to do. Here's a little uh, exercise. Exercise and do some jumping jacks, doing some burpees. Oh, no, 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 bur no burpees. Sorry. <laughs> okay. But man, I want you to do something for your wife this week. I want you to do something you've never done. I want you to take her out on a date. I want you to give her flowers. I want you to. Um, Carry her to the door like you did, uh, carry through the door, you know, like you did on your wedding day. Hopefully you did. I don't know if you did, uh, but just do something crazy, you know, uh, just me, you might, she think you're, uh, crazy, <laughs> you know, so do something, do something for her, uh, that, you know, she might think you're crazy. Your children might think you're crazy and they just might love. Okay. Cook dinner for her. Hey, that's an awesome thing. Okay, to do. But just do something for your wife. Do something for your family, man. I challenge you to do that and learn to put God first in everything you do. Women out there, put God first. Men out there, put God first in everything that you do. Hey, man, I want to thank y'all for listening today. Uh, this has been a great week. Thank you for, for your prayers uh, after my surgery uh, and everything. We want to uh, know that this ministry is going on. If you want to write into us, make sure you go to our website at thefamilysecond.org. 
Uh, you can write into us and tell us your uh, thoughts and, and some of your prayer requests. We will be praying for you. If you're a pastor out there uh, and you would love for a family ministry to come and speak into your congregation, we are available. We would love to come. Go to our website or look me up on LinkedIn at Philip S. Shelley. Okay, would love to get um, uh, connected to you so we can speak life into your congregation and to each family member out there. Uh, We love you. Uh, We want to say God bless you. And remember that if we're putting God first, we're putting our family first. This has been a Peace Shells, Diva Divine, Four Shells production. We love all of you. I'm shooting the deuces right now. Bye. Bye.